It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. All right, so UFC fights are over right now, but if you put in your deposit, you can get up to $1,000 in free plays if you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, if you're a new customer. All right, a man who is not new to the city, a man who certainly is not new to the landscape of college athletics, Mr. Anthony Gimino is back in there. Hello, Anthony. Oh, hello, Mike. How have you been? First and foremost, we haven't had you on in a couple months. Fill the folks, fill the kind folks in on what you've been up to. It's been a good couple months, right? <laughs> so, uh, I guess for you, maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we did. We did manage to get a few college football magazines out at Lindy's, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, now it's like, well, I mean, it's not blowing up for next season. But you know, actually, my first reaction to a lot of this stuff was, how is it going to affect the magazine business? Because I'm just uh selfish and uh think about myself all the time but uh, it's probably good it's probably good for the magazine business all right tell people real quickly what you do again for lindy's so i'm the senior editor of lindy's so we put together these days we put together uh three different college football editions the national edition the sec edition and a big 10 edition mm-hmm. you might remember a time when uh, lindy's also did an acc and a big 12 and a pack 10, 10 10 slash pack 12 right um even a mountain west edition for a few years uh of course all those wow are, you know those those have fallen off by the wayside and guess who's left yeah the sec all right so let's get right to it when you heard the news that ucla and usc are leaving the conference by 2024 what what were just your initial thoughts well, crazy. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable to think you can wake up on a Thursday and by later that night, USC and UCLA are in the Big Ten. I mean, that's just insane. Right. Um, it's, I think my first reaction was sadness, probably followed by anger. I don't know if I went through the all the five stages. The grieving stages. <laughs> but first of all, just sad. It's all the it's all the tradition. It's all the rivalries. It's all the colors. It's it's, it's everything about the Pac-10 and Pac-12 that at least we grew up on that is going away. And I mean, you can make the case that 
USC, since Pete Carroll hasn't been particularly good in football, USC hasn't, or UCLA hasn't been particularly good in football for a long time either. But they're still the Pac-12. They're still the Pac-10. They're still that. They're still the Pac-8. They're still that group. They're this is still, still Keith Pac-10. Jackson. What's that? This is still Keith Jackson. Oh my God! It's Keith Jackson in the Rose Bowl and the San Gabriel Mountains and and all that stuff. And I mean, the Rose Bowls already been devalued over the last 10, 20 years. And now it's going to almost become irrelevant. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Anthony, because I've had a lot of people ask me this where, because everybody, you know, generally likes to assign blame. I like to assign blame, but when should Kaliukov have known about this? Because these, these negotiations, I was talking with a couple of people down by the U of a, and they said that I thought they made an interesting point. The fact that these negotiations were essentially done, Everything was done by the time it leaked. There weren't just two or three people involved in this uh, in these negotiations. There were there had to have been a couple dozen people at the very least. Shouldn't he have had some kind of idea that maybe this was going down or something might be happening? Yeah, I mean, you would you would like to think so. I know what you're saying. It's the it's the same thing about Texas and Oklahoma and the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve was completely blindsided by this, same way the Pac-12 was. So I think when there's that much when there's that much money in, involved and that much at stake, it buys a lot of silence. Right, right. So, so yeah, I mean, the the league didn't help itself when they put out that, that uh, statement on Thursday night. Right. Where they basically admitted to um, not being blindsided. Right. So I don't believe an opportunity for them to spin something forward, and but they, right. they blew that too. In my amateur take, I don't believe that uh, I don't believe that the Pac-12 can sustain without the two UCL, without the two LA schools. And the, you know, you see uh, uh, that maybe they're going to try to make a go of it with ten. But I think it was uh, your guy John Wilner or John Canzano, I can't remember, who put that the TV contract will probably go from about five hundred to three hundred million just by losing those two schools. That's two hundred million in revenue that I just don't think that you can sustain amongst ten schools when you thought that you'd be getting five hundred instead of three hundred. No, nope. I mean that's I mean that certainly tracks with uh, money wise. You know that's like a forty. It's like a forty percent hit, right? And right. you don't reclaim that by adding San Diego State. You don't right. reclaim right. that by adding Fresno State or Boise or whatever, whatever it might be, you just can't get that back. Plus the Pac-12, I mean, there would be an admission of lowering their standards. Right. For years, they have given the great big stiff arm to San Diego State saying, oh, your academics isn't very good. We don't, we're, we're too good for you. Mm-hmm. Right. You. Um, but the flip side is whatever this is, whatever this transition period is, it has to be seen as an opportunity. So what does that mean? It means you, if you're the Pac-12, are you going to get uh, are you going to sit there and get eaten up by the Big 12? Are you going to try to gobble up the best of the Big 12 and make your own third best league in the country, or are you going to do some great merger? I mean, you got to look at it from all those angles. All right, so you look at the the Big 12 is the one that's getting a lot of play right now, whether that's a merger. There's been reports, too, that there could be a meeting um, a meeting tomorrow where the discussion of adding the four, adding Arizona, ASU, and the two mountain schools. That, to me, and again, I'm just speaking from somebody that doesn't have all the numbers, but that, to me, actually makes quite a bit of sense because if you add Arizona and ASU, you get the Phoenix market, obviously, and trust me, I understand that 
football, I understand football is king, but you're adding a national entity in bas or in U of A basketball. Then if you add the mountain school or, you know, Utah, Colorado, you add those two new media markets and you bring in a top 15 program in Utah, football's not great, but let me ask you this. Is the Big 12 with Utah any better than or any better or any worse than the Pac-12 is currently in football? Uh, I, from a competitive standpoint, I like that. I like those four Pac-12 schools going over. Right. Well, remember, starting not starting next school year, not this school year coming up, but 23-24, the Big 12 adding BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF. So assuming Texas and Oklahoma have not got out of their – contracts yet that's going to be what a 14 team league mm -hmm. and how soon how soon you're going to add the other ones could that be could that be your next mega league at least in the interim but to me the the big 12 you got you got to look at it from the money point right you talked about the phoenix market okay kind of it's a it's a it's obviously a top 10 national market but it's asu does asu really move the needle in phoenix Not right really. Right. Um, so does it add value to the Big 12? Well, the big it adds value in terms of what we think of competitiveness It'd be a hell of a basketball league for sure. Right. Um, that would be fantastic. I mean, you throw in uh, Houston and Cincinnati in there. And, well, uh, Anthony, you could make you could make the case that if Arizona goes into the Big 12, you can easily make that case that it would become the best basketball conference in the country. You know, you got, if everybody stays put. You've right. got Kansas, you've got Baylor, you've got Texas Tech, you've got Houston, you've got Cincinnati, you've got still got West Virginia. You got Arizona, you got Okie State. I mean, yeah. down in oh well, you know, I'm just I'm just throwing that one in there. No, but, but that's I mean that's a it's a deep league, it's really good at the top. It would be it'd be really good. But would the Big 12 having to add these uh, add these other programs, will that force the existing teams to take less money because they have to share that TV money with more programs? Right, right. It does not matter. What's, I mean, that's what this all comes down to, Mike, is, you know, we again, we can talk about competition and tradition and all that. It's at the end of the day, it's really a math problem. And that's really boring. Right. Because it's going to be revenue divided by number of teams. And yep. to find that perfect number for the league, for the in, for the league as a whole, for the individual programs, for the TV networks. You got to find that sweet spot. So, is it worth taking more teams to build your league and build your brand while some of those, while the programs are making less money per year on their media deal? Anthony, have I told you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX? So much so that I signed up right away. All right. So, you're not a new customer. So, this <laughs> doesn't apply to Anthony Cimino. But if you are out there and you are a new customer and you're thinking, what's all this about? Here's what you do you put it, you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you put it out in a deposit. And guess what? You get $1,000 in free plays then if that's all you got to do. 21 and up, Arizona only, gambling problem call 1 800 next step. Anthony is a big Boston Red Sox fan. Anthony, would you encourage people on the DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX in a vacuum to support the Red Sox or to go against the Red Sox? Well, after their horrible start, they've been really good. Mm -hmm. um, I would I'd bet on the upside because they've got some pitchers coming back in the second half of the season. All right, there you go. DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX. 
Okay, let me ask you this, because you've been obviously following this a long time. What was, when you look back at the Larry Scott tenure, because I still feel that we need to still talk about it, because I think that's part of the reason we're here. What was, what went wrong? And again, I'm asking something where you could give a lot of different answers. But what went wrong with the Larry Scott era? When you look at it and say, man, that that was just bad. What 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 are the things that come to your mind? TV deal. TV yeah. deal number one, two, three, four, and five, probably. Right. Yeah, it was it was bad from the start um, with the whole direct TV fiasco, and it never got it never got any better. Right. Then he could have then he pushed, you know the what's the uh, the current contract doesn't expire until after the Big Ten one does, right? Right, they correct. Gotten, they got they could have structured that so they got in line in front of the Big Ten. Maybe Fox would have made a great deal with the Pac-12, and then USC and UCLA don't go anywhere. Right. So uh, I think there's multiple failures along the timeline of the TV contract, the whole situation. I think Ricky Garrett makes an interesting point that a lot of people, and you certainly can't accuse uh, Robert Robbins of this because he's a big sports fan, obviously. But I wonder how many of how many of these presidents, and again, I mean, I, I don't know that there's really an answer. How many of these presidents really care about athletics? I mean, because Larry's these these people re-upped Larry Scott. You got to remember, it's not like Larry Scott signed a 16-year deal, and by year two, they're like, man, only 14 more years. I mean, he got extensions out of this. He got extensions. He got, what, $50 million or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy amount of money to do what he did, which was lead the Pac-12 down the path of destruction. So, yeah, I, I, I get that point. I think the you know, I think there's probably a lot of the Pac-12 thought we're okay. Maybe they thought they were just untouchable. Right. You know, we're the conference of champions. Right. Nobody's – the Big – USC and UCLA aren't going to leave for the Big Ten or any other conference. Where would they Where would they go, right? Right. And, you know, they rebuffed opportunities to expand in the past. Again, the whole San Diego – you know, I go back to my San Diego State analogy where – Oh yeah, you're not you're not good enough for us. But they could have incorporated, they could have made a big bold move ten years ago, and gotten some of the best of the Big Twelve and formed their own super conference. But they didn't. I think uh, our good friend John Schuster um, made an interesting point, and I believe I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, but I believe he said that Lute Olson, and I think this might have even been public knowledge, had mentioned before that if San Diego State had joined the Pac-12, that they could have been real problems there athletically. I mean, so that, that kind of goes into what you're thinking. The other thing, too, that I thought was fascinating about uh, moving on to Kliakov is when Kliakov took over, one of the first things he said is, we're good. We're not looking to expand. And in this day and age, when you've got the SEC, which is the power of all power in college athletics right now, when they're looking to expand with the right fit, it just struck me as a little tone deaf probably not the right word, but that's not the way that the landscape of college athletics is working right now. They're, this is an arms race right now. And to say that seemed a little tone deaf to me. Yeah. I mean, it's been, you know, the, the great realignment of 10, 12 years ago happened and then it kind of calmed down for a while. There's some minor moves here and there. And then the whole Texas, Oklahoma thing opened everything up. And to think that would be the end of it doesn't sound very logical to me. Right. That was, we're still, we're kind of still in the toddler phase of this, uh, I don't even really call it realignment. It's just consolidation is what it is. Right. It's kind of an un, unalignment. But, yeah, the, the big schools are consolidating their power. And uh, I, you might be eventually asking me, like, okay, what's the end game of all this? 
the end game of all this is that there's going to be 50 schools left standing. I don't know how many. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be winners and losers, and you better get in line and make the right decision right now or else you're going to be a loser. Well, that's what I'm. Th- that's why I think that Arizona, no matter what Arizona decides, they got to move here. Um, because like you just said, you don't want to get stuck out in the cold, especially when you don't have a massive football. Like a school like Oregon, for example, will always have a, a conference that wants to take it. But if you're Arizona, yes, you got basketball, but that's about one-fourth of what football brings in. To me, you've got, you've got to get aligned with somebody right here. And again, it doesn't need to be tomorrow, but I think speed is of the essence right here. Yeah, I kind of do. You don't want to be left behind. There's no, this, this is not, I hate to say this is not, it's not a time for loyalty. We've already, we've already shown there's proven that there's no loyalty anywhere. Right. Right. USC and UCLA. See ya. Goodbye. No loyalty there at all. So what does Arizona have to be loyal about? If they get, again, it's going to take both sides. I might want to date a supermodel, but it's not going to happen, right? Unless supermodel says, sure, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe Arizona wants to go to the Big 12. They still have to wait to get invited. They still have to make their case that they're good enough. Right. On a package that benefits the Big 12. Don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but you've got to explore that to its furthest capabilities. Um, you got to look at all the options, and but there's a lot of stuff out of Arizona's control. They don't know what the Pac-12 is going to do. Uh, all the the only thing Arizona can do right now is make its case, talk to everybody, and try to make the best decision they can. One thing I don't want to have happen, though, and again, I realize beggars can't be choosers. I don't want to. I've had a bunch of people ask me, "Well, what about the SEC?" I want Arizona football to be able to be competitive at some point. The last thing that Arizona football needs in two years is to look at a possible schedule of Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, Auburn, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Texas A&M. Uh, we've gone through the one-win season. It stinks. It's not fun. I don't. The SEC doesn't strike me as realistic, and honestly, the Big Ten really doesn't either. I think you need to re- re- reevaluate some of the people you're hanging out with, Mike. It's true. That's true. That, I'm off. That, we don't know much going on right now, but we do know Arizona's not going to be asked to join the SEC. <laughs> what about what about the Big Ten? A lot of people um, – oh, by the way, Gary Lewis, uh, this actually is five now, Anthony, not just four. Gary Lewis said, I'm grateful for Anthony's U of A coverage over many decades. Gary, you're right. AG is the best right here. Multiple. Uh, multiple decades. Yes. yes. Multiple yes. decades, yes. <laughs> hey, don't, don't age Anthony right there. But um, the Big Ten, though. That doesn't seem like a fit either for a couple of reasons. First of all, it views itself as an academic conference um, and it views itself as a football conference. Now, you could debate the merits on how good their football really is, but that doesn't, the tenor of Arizona athletics doesn't seem like a natural fit in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten is not asking. They're not going to ask. Right. I mean, if we know we're kind of, according to, um, a lot of the national reports and whatnot. So, um, you know, for the for the Pac-12 stuff, I always go to John Wilner, right? Mm-hmm. For national stuff, I go to Dennis Dodd of CBS. So, mm-hmm. fortunately, many decades I have known both those guys. So that's correct. Most of my news um, these days. John so, Wilner is in your wedding, by the way. Very cool. Yes, he is. I've got pictures to prove it. Oh, I've seen them. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, according to Dennis's reporting and others. 
you know, Big Ten's waiting on Notre Dame. What's Notre Dame going to do? Right. Are they going to give up their independence? If they do, they're not going to the ACC because ACC right now is half of the money that the Big Ten could offer. So it's Big Ten or stay independent. Right. So the Big Ten wants to see how that domino falls and then maybe get in line between Oregon and Washington. But again, Oregon and Washington, it may boost your league from a brand, from competition standpoint. Each program, though, is probably going to have to give up a cut of their TV media money. Because Washington won't bring in as much as they take, as the would be. Where is Oregon as far as just luster of athletic programs, what they bring? Because a lot of people, I think they look at Nike and they're just like, well, you know, or, or Oregon's big time wherever. Where Where is Oregon on the national stage as far as, you know, I guess luster for lack of a better term? Yeah, I mean, I think right now, last 10, 15 years, they're the elite West Coast program. Right. Now, if USC under Lincoln Riley got to where we think they might get, you know, USC is that program and is always going to be that program. But lately, it's been Oregon. They have the buzz. They've had good teams, football, basketball, uh, other sports as well at times. But I think they're, they're the ones that kind of do move a little bit of the needle in terms of national interest. Right. Do they have the big enough TV-based market? No. Not like L.A. market for sure. Um, nobody, I mean, Stanford's its own separate, unique kind of thing. But nobody in the Bay Area really cares about college sports. Right. So you've got that big TV market. You've got the big, whole big demographic. Nobody cares about college sports. Right. And Oregon, they care. Seattle, they care. But is again, is it big enough to justify it? It's back to the math problem. Are you going to add as much as you um, take away when you start dividing by two more teams? Derek Pivko, I think, speaks for a lot of people, and I've had this question asked as well. Is there any way that Arizona can ditch ASU and go in with somebody else, or is Arizona ASU a package deal? Um, (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, If I was Arizona, I would, again, explore all the options. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. If I'm Arizona, I don't have to be a package deal. Right. But does having having that package make you more attractive? Yes, because of the Phoenix market. Right. So you probably do want to attach yourself to ASU. But if there was an opportunity to split and the Board of Regents and all the people who have to kind of at least uh, sign off on this a little bit, say it's OK, I would go my own way if that was if that was a possibility. I don't think, and Doug Allen, I think, makes an interesting point about Stanford here. One of the reasons I don't think that a major merger can really happen, I just can't imagine Stanford in the Big 12 with the way that it views itself academically. Am I, am I, am I wrong there? The Big 10 loves the academics. You mentioned right. that. They love, uh, they love those universities. I think Stanford's more likely if the Pac-12 kind of falls apart, dissolves. I think they're more likely to go independent. Right. Do a Notre Dame, basically become a Notre Dame light? Kind of, yeah. Right. And of course, we're just talking football in all, I mean, they bring value to pretty much whatever they do in all the, all the Olympic sports, for example. I mean, they're always, I uh, don't, uh, you know, I don't think they finished number one in the Director's Cup ratings in the last couple of years. That's been Texas. 
but you know they had a run of what 12 14 years of being right right being the best overall athletic program you know some of that's sports nobody really cares about but they do bring great value elsewhere now the ACC is kind of there you've seen things bandied back and forth because the ACC obviously you've got Clemson you've got Florida State obviously you've got football entities that matter basketball wise it's the best conference in the country again totally realize because whenever I talk up basketball people always say basketball doesn't matter it does matter just not nearly to the extent that football does the ACC do they survive this do they survive this intact or eventually are you going to see Clemson in the SEC uh, well, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, those are all going to be very attractive to the SEC if they want to fire some more shots. So I just don't see I – don't, I don't see where the ACC can add. I don't right. think there's a lot of addition for them. Right. Where at least the, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 make – they make some sense geographically. It's a pretty nice footprint. Um, those schools are already a little bit aligned. So I think the – I think the the chance to become number three, you got the you're going to have the SEC and Big Ten. They're they're going to be the the big two, right? Who's going to be the third best conference? Who's can who can at least have a little bit of a seat at the table? I think it's going to be some combination of Big Twelve, Pac Twelve again merger, one side rating the other. Don't know, but I think the ACC is more likely to be carved up. All right. One thing that's not going to ever be carved up is the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. All right. Anthony likes uh, the Boston Red Sox to continue their uh, their winning ways right here. So if you look at Anthony and you refer to him as the sage of the Southwest, as uh, I did today in the tweet, you might want to go on there. Get new customers only. You put in your deposit. You can get $1,000 in free plays. 21 and up, Arizona only, gambling issue, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Keep the uh, keep your toes in the water because you got basketball and football right around the corner. Anthony's thing right there with Lindy's senior editor right there. Okay, Anthony, now let's talk about what Big 12 hoops would be like if Arizona was in. Yes, please. I And again, I'm, I'm not the guy that always beats up Bill Walton. Bill Walton to me has, and I can't believe this has become a talking point here. (laughs) Bill Walton to me is kind of indicative of a little bit of the problem that, that the PAC 12 has had. And and here's my example. When Arizona UCLA are basically playing at a nine o'clock West coast tip off that nobody's seeing. And on top of that, you've got Bill Walton who's fine for an Arizona, Oregon state game. Who's fine for a Washington UCLA. But when you've got the two Titans clashing and the talk is about sunsets and Saguaro's that just isn't that I never liked that. If you go to the big 12 or the big 12 and you're playing in fog, Allen Fieldhouse, five o'clock on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you're going to be getting the A team there and you're going to be treated as the A team. You're not going to be getting all this side garbage. I, I, I want to see one Bill Walton called Arizona Kansas game. Go on, okay. just one. Then right. we can call it good. We've got it on tape. We'll, we'll call it good. Um, but yeah, that league, that league would be great. That was like, you know, when it all this kind of went down Thursday, that was the first thing. It's like, Hey, you know, what, what does this do for Arizona? What does it do for recruiting? Can, you know, can Arizona basketball still get in five stars? Like if they go to the big 12, that league is off the charts. Right. I no, I totally agree. All right. Tony Barber makes it up. What do you guys think of CBS Paramount making a big move for the West coast team? Big 12 gets your top six pack 12 with 
and then uh, a few teams like Tennessee, Kentucky. That's not going to happen. Tennessee, Kentucky, they're Missouri. They're not leaving the SEC. They got a good thing going right there. So, what if, yeah, true. What if Missouri gets kicked out? <laughs> I mean, they don't really. If you're the SEC, you're remember these leagues aren't obligated. the The schools are committed to the league, right? The leagues aren't committed to the schools, right? What if the SEC cleared out? Missouri and Vanderbilt. Right. And they added Clemson and Miami. Or that's Clemson. called an addition. That's I mean, those are those are things that uh, cannot be ruled out at the moment. And same thing for the Big Ten. I don't know who the Big Ten would kick out. You know, they added Rutgers for a reason, and that reason was a stupid TV market, not mm-hmm. or competitive. Um, you know, I don't know. I just it's there's more shakeups coming, obviously, and it's not just always going to be additions. Right. Some of these leagues could kick out. I mean, you remember like before, um, before Bill Snyder got good with Kansas State, mm-hmm. they weren't going to survive. They weren't right. going to survive in the what at the time was the new Big Twelve. Right. Um, so there's. It's all about the coach. It's all about the coach. So yeah, there's. We talked about hey the. Big 12 or the Pac-12 may add. There may also be a lot of subtraction. Right, for sure. All right, Anthony, before we sign off here, what would you, if you were to put on your your goggles right now, your AG, take off the spectacles, put on the forward-seeking goggles right there. What what would you, if you were Arizona, what would would Anthony Gimino's next step be? Senior editor of Lindy's College Football, by the way. Would I put – I'm not going to put my faith in the – I mean, I think the best possible scenario is for the Pac-12 to get better. Right. And that means expansion. That means maybe you add – maybe you're adding TCU, Texas Tech, Baylor, Houston, SMU. Right. I mean, you're, you're capturing some big Texas markets. To me, that would be great to see the Pac-12, whatever the final number ends up being, that's – that would be what I would hope to see. Mm-hmm. But am I trusting the Pac-12 to do that, to make to make those moves that allow that to happen, to get the TV deals, to get some combination of ESPN, Fox, CBS, whatever, on board for a somewhat competitive um, TV media rights deal that's not as good as a SEC or the Big Ten, but at least it keeps me in the game. Right. Is that going to happen? Maybe not. I am going to, if I'm Arizona, I am very intrigued by the possibility of what the Big 12 has to say. I would be very intrigued as well. I, 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 do like, I do like Arizona's and the mountains moving over the Big 12. It seems, it, it just kind of seems right to me. I don't know if it's going to work money-wise, but I think that's just a really good fit. What is your, let me ask you this, because I see a lot of people and I was looking at Baylor, I was looking at all the programs. Why is Baylor maybe the best combination of basketball and football in the country right now in Waco, Texas? Uh, good coaches. It's all about the coach. All about the coach. Yeah. Why was, why was, why was a school in Manhattan, Kansas really good in football for 10, 12 years? Bill for Snyder. Bill Snyder. Right. Yeah. So. All right, AG. Well, again, really thank you for coming on. Uh, everybody, this is awesome. Up to uh, 125 live views right now. You guys are all fantastic. Anthony brings Anthony brings the knowledge. He brings the viewers. You guys are great. Everybody on here, thank you so much. Anthony, before uh, football comes back on, I know you're, I know you're uh, 
semi out of the game locally, but you know what? We're going to lure you back in here for another AZ Wildcats podcast. Can I get your word on this at some point? As long as we're talking like actual football. Right. Like football on the field. Yeah. So that's the deal. So that's the deal. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Right. All right, everybody, again, thanks so much. AG, as always, really appreciate you, buddy. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike. All right, you've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Talk to you guys tomorrow.